Hi, I'm Paul Shari, Senior Fellow at the Center for New American Security and Director of our Technology and National Security Program. In February, the White House released a new executive order signed by President Trump on artificial intelligence, launching their American AI initiative. On Thursday, February 28th, we were joined by Michael Kratzios, Deputy Assistant to the President for Technology Policy at the White House, and Dr. Lynn Parker, Assistant Director for Artificial Intelligence at the Office of Science Technology Policy at the White House, for an event here at CNAS talking about this very exciting new AI initiative. In a moment, I'm going to turn it over to the recording from that event. You'll hear my introductory remarks and then comments from Mr. Kratzius at the event. Thanks for listening. All right. Hello, everyone. Um, thank you all for coming today. I'm Paul Shari. I'm a senior fellow uh, and director of the Technology and National Security Program here at the Center for New American Security. Very excited that you all could join us today. Um, very excited today to talk about a very important issue, artificial intelligence, and with two very distinguished guests uh, from the White House that I'll introduce in a minute. Uh, a year and a half ago, CNAS launched a new initiative on artificial intelligence and global security. In the fall of 2017, we hosted an AI and global security summit that brought together some of the top 100 thinkers in Washington on this issue at the museum, uh, including one of our guests today, Dr. Lynn Parker, who was one of the speakers for that event. And a year ago, CNAS launched a task force on artificial intelligence that is co-chaired by Deputy Secretary of Defense, former Deputy uh, Bob Work, and Dr. Andrew Moore to better understand how the U.S. can adapt and maintain its global leadership position in artificial intelligence. Now, our guests today have made AI an important focus of their policy uh, in their role at the White House and the Office of Science and Technology Policy. Michael Kratzios, Deputy Assistant Secretary, sorry, Deputy Assistant to the President for Technology Policy, has championed AI issues within the White House for the past several years. Prior to joining the White House, he was a principal at Teal Capital, where he invested in and advised technology companies. Dr. Lynn Parker is Assistant Director for AI at the Office of Science and Technology Policy at the White House. And let me just say, the fact that this position exists for artificial intelligence, I think, speaks to the importance of this topic and how important OSTP is treating it. Prior to joining OSTP, Dr. Parker was interim dean of the Tickle School of Engineering at the University of Tennessee, Knoxville, and a professor in their electrical engineering and computer science department. So just between the two of their experiences alone, our guests have touched on this issue from the private sector, academia, and of course, policy leadership positions in government. Now we're gonna hear from Mr. Kratzios in a moment and then have a discussion with him and Dr. Parker. Before I do so, I just wanna reflect on the range of initiatives that are underway across the US government on AI. A few weeks ago, the White House released a new executive order signed by President Trump announcing the American AI Initiative. We'll hear more about the details of this effort, but in overall scope, its aim is to, quote, focus the resources of the federal government to develop AI in order to increase our nation's prosperity, enhance our national and economic security, and improve quality of life for the American people. And this is not the only effort underway across the government. A few days later, the Defense Department released an unclassified summary of its own AI strategy. The DOD has also created a new joint AI center to spearhead these efforts. And Congress has shown leadership in this issue as well, creating a National Security Commission on Artificial Intelligence that includes private sector leaders such as Eric Schmidt, formerly of Alphabet, and Eric Horvitz of Microsoft. And there are efforts going on among many federal government agencies as well. So there's a lot of movement across the government on this issue, and for very good reason. The past few years have seen tremendous growth in artificial intelligence and machine learning. 
AI tools are coming out of research labs and into factory floors, automobiles, hospitals, financial markets, and other industries. There is huge opportunity in this technology. Experts estimate that by 2030, AI technology will increase global GDP by approximately 15%, adding roughly $14 trillion to the global economy. At the same time, these changes will come with disruption. There are a wide range of estimates and claims about job loss and job creation. Uh, one detailed study by McKinsey that goes below the level of jobs looks at tasks that people are doing, estimates that roughly half, half of all tasks currently being done in the US economy could be automated with existing technology. That is remarkable. They also estimate though that less than 5% of jobs would be entirely eliminated with many jobs having some fraction of tasks that now become automated. AI technology is racing forward. We're going to have to adapt the U.S. economy, workforce, regulatory structures to take advantage of these opportunities to manage disruption, maximize the social good, and maintain U.S. global leadership in AI. For the past several decades, the United States has been a global technology leader, but this leadership is not a birthright. This is a very competitive global marketplace, and the U.S. is going to have to adapt to maintain its leadership position. The United States government can play a very constructive role in incentivizing American innovation and helping to manage these challenges. I'm very excited by the White House's efforts in this space. I want to thank Mr. Kratzios and Dr. Parker for joining us here today. And now I'm going to turn it over to Michael Kratzios to tell us more about the details of this very exciting initiative. Thank you. Please welcome him. Thank you, Paul. It's a, uh, it's a real pleasure to be here today at the Center for New American Security to discuss a topic that uh, is on everyone's mind, artificial intelligence. Only two short weeks ago, my colleague Lynn Parker, the Assistant Director for Artificial Intelligence at OSTP, and I had the great honor of joining with several of the U.S. government's most important science and technology leaders in the Oval Office to meet with President Trump. There, he signed an executive order launching the American AI Initiative. As he sat at the Resolute Desk looking over the order, he told us how important artificial intelligence is for his administration and how much we have already achieved as a country. But he did not want us to become complacent because artificial intelligence is essential to our nation. He directed us to continue our work so America would remain the undisputed leader in artificial intelligence. But really, that has been our mission from the very beginning. When President Trump was first elected, leaders in his administration surveyed the field to discuss which emerging technologies were most critical to American national security, prosperity, and our way of life. We knew instantly that AI was indispensable, but also posed a very unique set of challenges. AI has the potential to help diagnose and cure disease, to improve our nation's productivity, to help us move around our cities and our country, and create entirely new industries, all while providing new opportunities for American workers. But to truly take off, AI will require a highly technical workforce trained for the STEM careers of the future. Yet, as AI creates new types of jobs that the world has never before seen, it also has the potential to disrupt much of the employment landscape. Now, to harness this potential and address these challenges, the Trump administration began to focus on AI in unprecedented ways. 
While we worked through and developed policy at the White House, we began to incorporate artificial intelligence into the administration's most important strategies. Documents like the National Security Strategy, the 2020 Reach and Development Priorities Memo, are all incorporating AI into federal plans. DARPA also launched, as many of you know, the AI Next campaign, a $2 billion project to create the next wave of AI technologies. Now, to make sure that our actions and investments are as effective as possible, we gathered leaders in industry, in academia, in government last year for a first-of-its-kind White House summit on AI for American industry. We understood that while we cannot reach our full potential in AI, without government support, government couldn't and shouldn't act alone. From the discussions at this summit, we gained clarity on what issues are most important to the success of AI in America, those being supporting AI R&D, developing an American workforce able to take advantage of AI, removing barriers to AI innovation, and enabling high-impact, sector-specific applications of artificial intelligence. Now at the summit, which was last year, we also announced the creation of the Select Committee on Artificial Intelligence under the National Science and Technology Council. This committee is comprised of the most senior R&D officials across the entire U.S. government and was tasked with aligning interagency R&D priorities and improving planning and coordination for federal AI investments. That group has already met twice to discuss how to best prioritize AI R&D, leverage federal data and computer resources, and train the next generation of AI researchers, among many other subjects. And they've tasked a working-level interagency group convened by OSTP with recommending next steps to tackle some of AI's thorniest issues. Now, in many ways, what we discovered in the select committee, learned from the AI summit, and began when we incorporated AI in strategic documents culminated a couple weeks ago in the executive order President Trump signed in the Oval Office. But before I discuss with you the details of this order, I think it's very important to understand the framework we've developed, not just for when we approach AI, but for every industry of the future. Now, from the beginning of our history as a nation, America's innovative strength came not from government planning, but from the people, whether they were in laboratories or in libraries, on the job or at home, on factory floors or out in the field. It was the people who overcame old problems and challenged flawed assumptions. As our nation developed, our technology advanced and our achievements increased. Government began to play a more active role, but always a supporting role. Through targeted investment, a light regulatory touch, and instituting some necessary rules of the road, government joined industry and academia to create the most successful, innovative ecosystem the world has ever known. So when the Trump administration began to engage with AI, we didn't start from scratch. We leaned on a high-performing R&D ecosystem that already included three-quarters of the world's top 100 AI startups, more AI researchers than any other nation who are publishing the most impactful findings, as well as 13 of the top 20 universities for AI. Consulting and working with this ecosystem, we engage the whole of government to develop and apply AI using each agency's particular expertise and with a mind towards their particular goals. Already, the General Service Administration is piloting a program to predict regulatory compliance using artificial intelligence, saving taxpayer money by greatly reducing the need for federal auditors. 
The National Institute for Health is exploring ways machine learning can improve cancer detection and treatment. The Department of Energy and the VA have teamed up on a program called MVP Champion, using AI to improve health analytics and outcomes for our veterans. This holistic approach extends beyond government. The federal government has funded and will continue to fund basic R&D, but we've also broadened our aperture to support advances in AI across the entire life cycle, from inception to prototyping, from development to application, and from spreading the benefits of AI across America to defending our intellectual property on the world stage. Finally, we've made a commitment that we will do everything in our power to preserve American superiority in AI without ever compromising our values. After all, there's nothing in this world worth gaining if it means sacrificing who we are, and it is who we are that has made us great in the first place. So we will continue to champion freedom, human rights, and the rule of law. We will protect privacy, free and open markets, and intellectual property rights. And we will defend people's rights to earn their own living, to build their own future, and to stay and grow and build in their own communities. From this extremely strong foundation, and with the President's full support, the Trump administration developed a holistic and unique AI plan of action. We have the resources, we have the ecosystem, and the will. So instead of only focusing on what we should do, President Trump signed an executive order that takes concrete action through the new American AI initiative. This initiative has five main components. First, we are committed to making critical investments in AI and to opening up resources for AI research. Federal agencies have been ordered to prioritize AI in their research and development projects and to make AI a focus when developing their budget proposals annually. We also directed agencies to improve the quality of federal AI data and models and increase access based on what the AI community tells us they need most. As we do this, we will always fight to protect privacy and civil liberties. The President then specifically called on the Secretaries of Defense, Commerce, Health and Human Services, and Energy, along with the Director of the National Science Foundation, to allocate high-performance and cloud computing resources to AI-related applications in R&D. By taking these strategic investments and allowing secure access to public resources, we will promote greater scientific discovery and we will support both our economy and our national security. Second, the executive order makes AI a priority for federal education, grants, and service programs and calls on federal agencies to work together with industry and academic institutions to develop AI-related education and workforce opportunities. We will focus on training the next generation of AI researchers and users through apprenticeships, skills programs, and education in science, technology, engineering, mathematics, and computer science. We must not only ensure that the AI industry has enough American talent to fill positions, grow and innovate, but also that the advances in AI support, not undermine, everyday American workers. To that end, President Trump also ordered the Select Committee on Artificial Intelligence to work together with the President's newly formed National Council for the American Worker to prepare the American people for the jobs of the future. Next, federal agencies will also work to build public trust by exploring regulatory and non-regulatory approaches to govern new AI applications. 
These approaches are being designed to reduce barriers so that we can use AI technologies in new and responsible ways, balancing innovation and privacy so that the American people remain supportive of AI innovation and confident in, the, in it is being applied for the benefit of everyone. President Trump also directed the National Institute for Standards and Technology to work with the Select Committee on Artificial Intelligence, the private sector, academia, and non-governmental entities to strengthen federal engagement in the creation of the technical standards we need for AI development and deployment. With robust federal engagement, stakeholders can more effectively establish standards that will minimize our exposure to attacks from malicious actors, support the creation of reliable and trustworthy AI systems, empower existing industries to adopt artificial intelligence, and increase opportunities for innovators to create new AI industries altogether. And finally, the American AI Initiative directs the President's advisors on national security affairs and the Office of Science Technology Policy and other relevant agencies to develop a strong action plan that will preserve our advantage in AI while also defending AI technologies critical to our economic and national security. We will not allow adversarial nations and bad actors to steal our ideas, copy our technology, and cheat their way to leadership in a field central to our nation's security. As President Trump said in his State of the Union, we must invest in the cutting edge industries of the future, and few industries are more important than artificial intelligence. The Trump administration has spent the past two years investing in AI, exploring new opportunities to promote innovation, and taking direct, concrete actions to preserve American leadership. But we cannot do it alone. Frankly, we need the help of every person in this room, not only in support of our efforts, but to make this project even more effective. We will have many opportunities to work together in the future. However, there is something in the near term that you can do to help. Within only a few months, the Office of Management and Budget will publish a notice in the Federal Register for public comment. The National Institute for Standards and Technology will also soon be providing opportunities for stakeholder engagement. We want to hear from you. What federal data and models could be improved, or do we need to advance AI research? What regulations, standards, or approaches can we adopt to increase public trust in the development and the deployment of AI? How else can we partner with you to achieve more than we could ever do alone? America is the global leader in artificial intelligence, but we aren't close to reaching our potential. We must invest in new ideas. We must defend the advances we've made by our own effort and expense. And we must boldly embrace new discoveries so that the future is made in America, by America, and for the benefit of our great American people. Thank you. Paul Shorey again. Uh, you just heard remarks from Michael Kratzios, uh, Deputy Assistant to the President for Technology Policy at the White House, on uh, some of the efforts going on in the Trump administration on artificial intelligence. For reasons of space, we don't have the full discussion here in the podcast, um, although you can find the full discussion between me, Mr. Kratzios, and Dr. Lynn Parker from the Office of Science Technology Policy online if you go to cnas.org AI. I will give just a few brief highlights of some things that came up in the discussion that were notable to me. Um, first, we talked about R&D funding as a major priority for this effort. Uh, this is some of, the, some of the questions that have surrounded the executive order since it's come out. Uh, the executive order itself does not contain any specific dollar amounts. 
And so we discussed this um, and heard from Mr. Kratzios that they will not be releasing a public figure of total R&D spending across the federal government on artificial intelligence. Um, so don't, don't hold your breath on that for the, uh, in, the, in the president's budget. Nor uh, apparently do they have metrics or uh, benchmarks that they've asked agencies to set. So agencies have been asked to prioritize AI within their agency budgets, um, but there are no established benchmarks. Um, we heard from Dr. Parker for the agencies on actually metrics they need to meet. Second topic of discussion was regulatory issues. We discussed regulations surrounding AI, um, and in particular, pushes for regulation coming from both industry and at the state level. Uh, for example, Microsoft has called for regulation of facial recognition technology, and California recently passed a law requiring bot disclosure. So making it illegal for bots to impersonate a human, that if you're interacting with a bot uh, digitally or over the phone, they're getting pretty good these days, um, that, that they have to disclose that that's a machine that's talking to you. Um, what we heard from the White House uh, representatives at the event was no centralized push on these regulatory issues. They are leaving it up to agencies to manage these at their own discretion. And lastly, we talked about high-skilled immigration um, and the importance of foreign students coming to the United States to study at U.S. universities, uh, students who stay afterwards to work here, um, and immigrants and the role that they play in the American innovation economy. Immigrants found one quarter of startups in the United States, and nearly 40% of American Nobel Prize winners in chemistry, physics, and medicine are immigrants. So immigrants play a huge role in the American innovation ecosystem, um, and we have seen, unfortunately, a decline in international students in the United States in the past two years, although there's been an uptick in other English-speaking countries, a decline in F1 student visas, which allow students to stay after graduation for a period of time and work, and a decline in H1B visas for specialty occupations. Um, what we heard uh, from Mr. Kratzios at the White House was uh, this is something that's important to them, that President Trump has uh, spoken out repeatedly about the importance of high-skilled immigration, um, but no, and they have had some initiatives that they have pushed already to streamline the process, but no particular initiatives coming soon that we should anticipate, nor um, will we be likely to see from this administration, at least uh, yet, according to the White House representatives present, um, any push for an increase in the number of people permitted through H-1B visas. Uh, we all acknowledge at the event that this has wrapped up in a much broader uh, and, of course, very challenging um, immigration discussion in the United States. And it seems, for now at least, that carving out high-skilled immigration as a separate component of this is, um, is not something that we're likely to see the White House push for. So that's a, a brief summary. Again, if you want to check out um, the, the full event online, you can find it at cnas.org slash AI, along with many of our other research products, uh, videos, and other information on artificial intelligence and national security. I'm Paul Shari from the Center for New American Security, and thank you for joining us.